thoughts and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hi there, good morning. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. And uh, that was some music by Martin Gershwitz, who's standing by to join us on today's Get the Funk Out show. And uh, this is KUCI 88.9 FM. If you're just tuning in, we want to tell you a little bit about Martin. He is a classically trained German-born keyboard master. At the age of 16, he performed classical music with big German orchestras. He is also, he actually put together his first band, The Avengers, when he was a lot younger. And he's played with Percy Sledge, 
He started his own band called Breakpoint in the 70s. And if his name sounds familiar, he's actually toured with a lot of very famous acts, such as Lita Ford, Meatloaf, Vanilla Fudge, Kingdom Come, Walter Trout Band, and many, many more. He is also, oh gosh, he's got a huge bio, by the way. It's up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. See, he's shared the stage with Loverboys, Steve Stevens of Billy Idol fame, Eddie Van Halen, just to name a few. So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Martin Gershwitz. Martin, good morning. Yep. All right, we got it to work. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Always happens on a Monday morning. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, anytime. Thank you for having me on your show. You know, I uh, met you a long time ago. I know you, you play in bands around Orange County, but... Tell me about your musical background when you first started. You start as a kid. Yeah, I was uh, actually born in, in, into a music musical family, and I had like five siblings, and we all had to play an instrument, or actually two, or to be honest, actually three. Each one of us had to play the recorder, then the uh, piano, and then either violin or cello. How did you feel was, about that, having to play three instruments? <laughs> um, to be honest, the piano part actually neither one of them was really. I was not not really in, in either one of those. I wanted to go and play soccer, but <laughs> the piano piano kind of got stuck with me. The violin I pretty much dropped again when I was a teen for quite a long time, but then I got it out again about maybe twenty years ago and started using it with all the big bands I'm playing with, and in my own show as well. But ultimately, uh, my mom was very instrumental to keep me on track with piano, and I'm very thankful about that. And then. Because I'm very glad that I've been doing this. I stuck with it, and I'm still playing it to the day. You know, it's interesting you say your mom kept you on track. What is it about music? Is it that it keeps us out of trouble? I mean, it's it's a great yeah, foundation. I, I, I honestly believe uh, if, if these days, if parents would be more inclined so to to uh, give the uh, the kids music lessons or send them to some kind of music school, there would be definitely a lot less trouble out there. Mm-hmm. A lot less crime, probably, as well. I mean, music has this soothing thing about it, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm a strong believer in that. Yes. And mm-hmm. so you had your first band in 1967, the Avengers. Tell me about that. It uh, was, was actually 1968 or something oh, like so. that. But, um, yeah, it was... Let's put it this way. I, I grew up strictly classical, and then um, my classmates in school... Um, all of a sudden, they formed a band, and they, they asked me, "Hey, you play piano, or you're a musician? You want to join?" And I said, um, "Okay, I join." And weirdly enough, they had a keyboard player, but they needed a drummer. And I thought, "Okay, I can do that too." I mean, I didn't know <laughs> the first thing about drumming, but uh, a friend of mine had a drum kit, and I could hold the beat. And so I became the drummer for like the first seven, eight months, and then the keyboard player left. And I said, "You know what? I think I'd rather do this position over there." And that's how it started. Good for you. Good for yeah. you. Very confident. Yeah. Well, I guess if you can carry a beat, it all goes from there. And so, tell me about. Um, I know you, you know you're an iron butterfly. That's uh, that's yeah. unbelievable. How? When did that first come about? Well, I was. Um, let, let me do this chronologically right here. I was playing with Eric Burn and the Animals uh, from '98 uh, till about 2005. And I met Lee Dorman from, from Iron Butterfly, the bass player, the original bass player. I met him about 2000. He 
practically was a neighbor in Laguna Niguel. Mm -hmm. And he came to my shows and he asked me constantly, why, do, why did you come and join my band? I said, because I'm with the animals. I can't do two bands of that caliber simultaneously. Yes. And uh, so I literally waited till uh, we disbanded with the animals, which happened in 2005, then overnight literally joined I'm Butterfly. And you went from, you know, one big band, another big band, uh, and then you have got side gigs, too. I got what, sorry? You have a lot of side gigs, a lot of side... Well, yeah, well, yes, I do solo tours right now. As we speak, I'm calling in from Portland, Oregon, and I'm in the, I'm in the midst of my third Oregon tour, and I, I booked myself up to a month in different states, and it's working out really well. That's and I got a bunch of CDs on my own, so I do not necessarily have to rely on... Uh, these days, I have to rely on uh, the, my past rather than my presence. That's good. That's really I good. Know. Did you ever imagine this is where you would be at this point in your life? I was dreaming about it. That's imagine great. is a different story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for it. And, uh, but it's funny you asked you ask the question because uh, when I was 30, like back in the 80s, you know, I was pretty much about ready to give up because I thought I hadn't reached my goal. Oh. And... Uh, then what happened then in the early 80s, you may remember this, a lot of the old bands reunited and kept playing. Yes. You know, all the sound, because I think they figured out their audience grew older with them. Right. And that's what happens these days. All these, you know, I started with Deep Purple, you know, back in 83, reunited. And, I mean, everybody is still playing in one shape or form. And if one of the original members dies, they replace them with somebody else, but the music lives on. And so does the audience. So we're still, the original audience is probably like 65, 70 years old now, but they still That's go right. to shows. That's right. You know? I mean, my husband just saw Boston, and they were phenomenal. I mean, oh, we, yeah. you don't have, uh, you know, the one of the original members, but they, they sound phenomenal. And then you have the Rolling Stones, and you've got all these other bands. They're still well, I'm, sure they have, I'm sure they still have Tom Schultz, right, the guitar player. They do. Yeah, he was like the main guy. But Brandy Delb was a singer. He was one of, one of my favorite singers of all I time. But he unfortunately passed away uh, last year, I think. Yes, I, I believe Tom yeah. is the only original member in the band. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, great band. I mean, great music. I was a huge fan. Me too. I mean, I, I still am, but I was a huge fan when they came out. Uh, yesterday yeah. I was trying to uh, learn how to play Smokin'. Oh, my gosh, it's so uh, hard. Oh, you, play, you play keyboards? No, I play guitar. Oh, okay. But, oh, wow, yeah. But that's, such, I mean, it was, I, I just love the song, but it's, you know, it's kind of thing, it was just a little aggressive. <laughs> uh-huh, uh -huh. It's a great song. I, uh, I used yeah. to love, I used to play this with a band, this one, and a long time with the whole intro. <gasps> oh, was, you did? Oh. They actually call it, they actually call it foreplay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really. I love it. <laughs> they do. I love yeah, it. Yeah, a great song, great song. I don't think there's a bad song on that album. I ha still have my album when I got, I got it when I was like 11 or 12 or something. He, he was very cool about something. They only recorded, as far as I know, three albums That's in a 20-year in right. span. Yes. You know, but they were all were successful. I mean, that, that's an art by itself. I know, I know. You know. So tell me about this. You, you have played with Lita Ford, Meatloaf. Uh -huh. I mean, those are, those are incredible acts. Yeah, with the Lita Ford, we actually uh, opened up for Bon Jovi in 88, 89, all over Europe. I mean, mm -hmm. and Bon Jovi was the biggest band in the world. Yes. Those days, I mean, 88, 89, they had Living on a Prayer, You Give Love a Bad Name. Right. And during those tours, and that's one of the biggest uh, things I'm proud of in my life, 
um, we were playing a show in Ramstein Air Force, uh, Ramstein Germany, on the Air Force Base. There used to be this big air show where the three Italian fighter jets mm-hmm. crashed into each other. Oh, you may right. have heard about yes, that. Yes, I and remember. There was a, there was a big uh, benefit about half a year later, in November of 1988, and Dieter Ford, during our European tour with Bon Jovi, was actually asked to be the headliner, and so we did this. Oh. And little did we know, Bon Jovi showed up as well, <laughs> minus, minus the keyboard player. And then John came into the dressing room, and he had watched me for a couple of weeks or three weeks of playing as a support act for them. And he came to me and flat out said, so uh, Can you jump in? You know our, do you know our songs? I said, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to them for two weeks, and, and I love your songs. Okay, you're on. <laughs> so oh all of a gosh. sudden I ended up playing a show with them. Oh, I love them. I saw yeah. them in Syracuse, New York, when I was a student there, and... Uh, they were just, they were huge at the time, yeah. you know, and uh, I remember sneaking up like, you know, first they're row. Still, they're, still huge in, they're still huge in Europe. They're still playing oh, in yeah. stadiums. They're amazing. Europe. Yeah. But Richie's no yeah. longer in the band, right? No, Richie is no longer, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. He's actually one of our neighbors. He lives like about five miles away from me. He, in Orange County? Uh-huh. Rich, Richie is in oh. Laguna Beach. Oh, I had no idea. All right. Uh-huh. All right, I'll be... Uh, coming to hang out in your neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Join me as a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So wh- what is it like to, to have toured with all these very, very famous acts? And Well, what is, it's great because you, you got the chance to play for hundreds of thousands of people at a time, you know, and the, the biggest audience I ever played for was actually 489,000. <sighs> Whoa! But we didn't know that till the next day, till the till the newspaper actually published the publicized the number of mm. audience. Well, it was a free concert in a park in Holland, and they finally they they said four hundred eighty nine thousand people came out. We said, oh, that's why that's why there were was an ocean of heads out there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, over hundred thousand. You can't really distinguish anymore. Right. It's just mm-hmm. more. It's just more. You know. But uh, to, to be honest, I mean, I love those days, and um, I cherish them forever. Mm-hmm. But to me, what I'm doing right now, even if I'm just playing for 50 people, uh, presenting my own music, and they go away and have a big smile on their face and buy my CDs and T-shirts or whatever, that's basically worth more for me. That's great. So meaningful. Yeah. That is so special. So I wanted to ask you, you know, the theme of the show is get the funk out. And have, mm-hmm. you, have you ever been in a time in your life where you just were like in this low of lows? And if you have been, how did you pull yourself out? Oh, haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, how did I pull myself out? Well, to be honest, um, my second wife, my current wife, and most likely I would say my last wife, <laughs> she actually pulled me out of funk. Uh, I was in about um, nine years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, was very instrumental in putting me back on track and uh, helping me concentrate on writing my own music again and concentrate on being Martin, as opposed to just a member of a of a big band or whatever, and let other people do the job for me. And she said, "Look, you, you're good enough. You can do this yourself." Wow. You know, and then she got me out of the funk and I realized that and I figured out the priorities in life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't alcohol or drugs anymore. It's just music, music. Yes. And uh, these days, it's, I had this problem for the last five years since I got my solo act together uh, to figure out 
what am I going to sell myself as? Mm-hmm. And I had the same problem with booking agents. They say, I don't know how to sell you because you do everything. Right. I said, yeah, but it's all music. And I, fi- I finally figured out about like a couple of months ago, I said, you know what it is? I'm, uh, I'm uh, writing music and playing music with my heart. Yes. And I pour my heart out to the audience. And as soon as the audience opens their heart and receives my music, we're in business. And that's exactly what's happening right now on this Oregon tour for the last couple of weeks I've been up here. Every show I heard the same thing from the audience. I, I can feel it with my heart what you're doing up there. And I said, great. I think that's what I call my music from now on. Music from my heart to yours. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be in a specific, uh, uh, um, what you call it, um, draw or, or like, uh, it doesn't have to be only rock or only pop or only soul or only whatever. With me, it's everything. It goes from one side of the spectrum to exactly the opposite. But it all comes out of the same body and out of the same heart and out of the same mind. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I always yeah. compare it with, like, you get up in the morning, yes. you don't feel the same every day. That's right. And when I go and write songs, I don't necessarily feel the same every day. So certain songs are more rocker-oriented, other ones are sad, other ones are classically-oriented. Whatever I just feel like. That's amazing. And, you know, the fact that your wife helped say, you know, you find your own voice because, you know, you, yeah. you have it in yeah. you is a gift. Yeah. Well, I wasn't even a singer till, till 10 years ago. Oh. No, I was just a keyboard player. And I do the harmonies every now and then, but I was not the lead singer. No, not at all. And then the, the weird thing was after I finally took over my own band and started singing lead vocals, um, then about a year later, I got approached to do... Actually, I was already in the process of joining Iron Butterfly, but I was not only the keyboard player, I was, I'm still not only the keyboard player with them, but the singer as well. I know, I read that on your bio. Yeah, and that's, that was kind of like, what happened here? Right. I, just started, <laughs> I just started singing. How is it possible? But, but it, it works. It, it works, must be yeah. a great feeling because you go from kind of... Uh, I don't want to say a secondary role, but, you know, a role that's right. not no, as you're prominent. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you, when you said, well, what did it feel like being on a big stage? Sure, mm-hmm. absolutely great. And you look around, you're surrounded by good friends, and, and you look at the faces, oh, my God, they're famous people. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden you do your own act and you're just by yourself. But the satisfaction factor is much higher at this yeah. point. It's, it's right really now when I do my own show, show, because I do it for me, I do it for my family, mm-hmm. and um, I finally get my name out. And that's, I don't have that much time left. I mean, I'm 62 years old. Oh, you got plenty. You're going to yeah. be... Well, yeah. You'll, you'll be up there, you, you know. You don't know. I mean, look at the Rolling Stones. I mean, they're up there, and... Yeah, well, that's very true, yeah. yeah. You know? I think I, I take them as the example. Yeah, the only thing <laughs> stopping you is you, really. I mean... Yeah. No, you're right. I mean... 62 is like the new 40 or something, I guess. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, did you, did you always feel you could sing, or did you go to a singing you know, teacher to get your, you know, your groove into Well, I studied, actually, back in Germany, before I moved to America, I studied high school teacher for music mm-hmm. at the University of Cologne. And uh, what I had to do, I, I had to play two instruments, which happened to be piano anyway, and then the second instrument was violin, but I wasn't really interested, but I, I just had to do it. It was mandatory. And they taught me, in the process, they taught me how to utilize my voice. 
That's good. That's really the voice. Uh, the, if you have a voice, it's fine. If you don't have a voice, it's fine too. But um, but the thing is that in case I wanted to sing, they taught me how to use my voice and to hold a note and and make sure I, I utilize it best. Basically, you know. Right, because it's one thing just to play an instrument, but you want to add other values to the band. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I well, the voice anyway, and then the violin as well. Yeah. So, how much do you play other other instruments besides keyboard? Do you do you play the violin quite a bit? Well, these days, well, it's a, I've only played one or two songs a show, mm-hmm. and uh, because I want to make it a gimmick. I see. You know, some, sometimes if you do something too often, it doesn't. It's, it's not a gimmick anymore. Yes. Then it becomes like old hat. Right. And, and with me, with my show these days, I hope you can you can see one of my shows pretty soon. Uh, like I said, I go from one side to the other. It never gets boring. You never know where, where I'm going, nor do I at times. <laughs> I'm just going along with, with my own flow and with the audience. And I look at them, I say, oh, it's about time to totally confuse them again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just have fun up there. And I think that's ultimately what it is. You have to have fun at what you're doing, and then you can project it yes. to an audience. And, and again, once you pour your heart out, they can receive it with their heart, and we all meet right there. We have a great understanding. That is great. And by the way, is your wife musical? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, she, she sings in the sings in the shower, and I, I mean, I think she's doing great. But I'm not sure she's too convinced of her own Aww. capability. You know, I'm I'm going to get her to be my backup singer one of these days. That would be great. That would be <laughs> really great. Yeah. So what's? Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, it's your turn. What's going on uh, with you this summer? You said you've been spending a lot of time in Portland. Yeah, well, in, in Oregon. I've been all, all over Oregon. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, last night I was for my first time in Washington State, but in Vancouver, which is just across the Columbia River. So it's beautiful there. It, it, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I've been up here for like a couple of weeks, uninterrupted blue sky and sunshine for a couple of weeks. That's and I always, I always say I bring the sun with me. Little did I know how true it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you it's know. very inspiring to have, you know, just to see, you know, aesthetically how beautiful a place is. And I, I bet creatively that helps you too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I can look out the window and, and while I'm, I'm writing songs while I'm driving because I'm absorbing the, the, the countryside, you know, or the Columbia River or the mountains in the back or whatever. It's just absolutely stunning up here. And so what's next for you after you leave Oregon? Well, I'm coming back um, on August 13th or something. I do my regular jam nights in Dinner Point on Thursday nights. I've done them for close to 10 years now. Really good musicians, too, and maybe you can swing by sometime. Well, I had met you uh, years Hmm? ago through Gina Kessler. Yeah, yeah. Gina is is my best female friend, great singer. I do a lot of duo shows with her and a couple of band shows as well here, here and then. Oh, it's great to hear that you're still playing with her. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah, totally. Anyway, whenever she's got time, when she's a mom, she's got three kids, you know, and, and right. her schedule doesn't allow her to be available all the time. Right. But whatever we can do, we do together. And is she still with the, the honeybees? Yes, absolutely. They're playing, they're playing actually on a more regular basis. I'll have to because, get her on the show. Hmm? I'll have yeah, to get her I to think, call I think they're doing a regular show at, at uh, our place in Lake Forest, I believe. Okay. It's, it's called Our Place. Um, oh, Our Place. And I think every last Sunday a month or something, mm-hmm. or third Sunday a month, something like that, you know. I'll have to get her to uh, call into the show. I think she called into my show when I first started this show. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. How long has this show, show been on the air now? Uh, several years now. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. So, By the way, the sort of curiosity, um, how, how did you get a hold of me? Because I remember meeting you through Gina. Oh, okay, yeah, but that's a number of years ago, but that's great. That's a good yes. memory then. I followed you on Facebook, and I'm always checking out what you're up to, and I happened uh-huh. to come across your bio, and I was very intrigued. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is there a band that you would love to still play with? I know you've played with some big ones. Uh-huh, the Beatles. Oh, the Beatles. If, if Paul McCartney ever called me <laughs> uh, to, to, to play keyboards in his band, I'm so there. Mm-hmm. He's my idol. Yes. Or all around idol. I mean, and he's still doing, he's still going strong. Yes, he yeah. is. Anybody else? Uh, for that matter, Bon Jovi. I would, <laughs> because I love the, I love the boys too. Oh, yeah. I, I had a great time on the road with them and they became good friends and, um, you know, whenever there's an opening, I would do that too. But to be honest, I'm not even thinking about that because um, I'm concentrating on, Concentrated on my own career right now. Right. Now that's good. But probably most important in my life. It is. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you? Just by visiting your website? It's, yeah, it's very easy. My website is Martin Gershwitz, which is G E R S C H. The important part is S C H. W I T Z dot com, but even if you forget uh, miss, uh, forget about the C, there's only one Martin Gershwitz out there. Okay. I mean, I haven't checked Uganda yet, but I don't think there's <laughs> one there. <laughs> and um, I'm on Facebook under Martin Martino Gershwitz. I saw that. As long as you, yeah, as long as you keep the double name, Martin Martino. That's my personal site where I socialize with people. Then there are three other Martin Gershwitz pages on Facebook, but I just use them for advertising my shows, uh, my music, and my, my videos or something like that. By the way, speaking of uh, videos, I noticed that you actually have done some uh, movie scores. Yeah. You remember a uh, um, um, movie series, a Disney series, Air Bud? Yes. Yeah, I did a lot of music on those, on all three, uh, the original one and the two sequels. I so altogether, that. I've done like five or six Disney movies, but it's the it's the B movies. It's not the A movies, as in as in Pocahontas or something, right? That's okay. Uh, that's what <laughs> that's what they use people like Elton John to call in. Yes. And we're doing the B movies, but you're still good. Still good. Why and, not? You know, and I've done a bunch of those. I think it's great. That, and then that's all on your uh, website, which is Martian. Gr- yes. Gr- yes. Gr- absolutely. All right, and you got some tour dates also listed on here. Okay. Yes, I think I already. No, you know what? Um, well, my, my regular dates are on my website anyway, my Southern California dates. And as soon as I get home in a couple of weeks, I start putting on the posting the, the new European dates for November, December. You are. I'm gonna go gonna go over there for six weeks. You are one busy guy. Yeah, you could say that. I think it's great. It's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much for calling into the show, and uh, well, I wish you. you all the best. And I hope to see you sometime. I'll come down your neck of the woods. That would be wonderful. All right. Thank you. So, thank you much. Thank you so much, Jenny. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Bye bye. Huh? Okay. Nice. Cheers. You Bye too. bye. That was Martin Gershwitz. And if you've missed any part of today's show, it'll be up on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. If you'd like to find out about being a guest on the show, it's very easy. Just send me a, an email to Janine, J A N E A N E. That's J A N E A N E at KUCI.org. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Get the Funk Out Show.
Hi there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. We just heard from Martin Gershwitz, and I wanted to mention I did play at the beginning of the interview, Memories of Moscow, and I just want to finish up the segment by playing one other song he had sent me. It's called The Day That Our Fathers Pass. Mm-hmm. 